What's up, everybody? It's Keefe, and you're listening to the Ghost Cold Magazine podcast. Today's podcast guest is the great Des Fafara of Devil Driver. We talk all about Devil Driver's new album, Dealing with Demons 1, out on Napalm Records, coming soon. Check it out. And Ghost Cult Magazine welcomes in the great Des Fafara of Devil Driver. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for being here. Uh, super pumped to talk about dealing with demons, one, and all things Des and all your enterprises. But, you know, as much as I love talking about music, and I'm thankful for music in my life, uh, it's such a mess of a year. I just try to do a check-in with everybody when I start chatting. I hope you're well. You know, best wishes to your family, your wife, everybody. I, it's just such a mess out there. Yeah, right on. Same to you and to everybody that's listening. Uh, it's been a difficult, you know, difficult time for the world. I think we're all going to get through it, uh, and hopefully, we'll all come through it on the other end better as human beings. But uh, we'll see. Right now, that looks a little doubtful to me. You know, we'll, let's just see what happens. Right. Who knows? Um, all you can all you can really do is take care of yourself and your own, and do your best. Well, I got a, a mentor of mine that said early on to me about this whole thing is, look, you know, you never go into a movie trying to script the ending. So this is exactly what this is just a really shitty film noir movie. And you can't script the ending right now. You just got to see where it's going to all end up. Uh, everything between COVID, the civil unrest, uh, you know, killings in the streets, things, you know, cities burning. I, I just we're going to see where it's all going to go. And it's an interesting movie for sure. Right on. How are you guys doing with the fires out there and everything? Are you guys safe? Thanks for asking. Yeah, we're doing fine. I mean, last year we had to flee, uh, literally flee as there was a guy coming down the street with a bullhorn going, get out now. Uh, but they fought hard and, and saved our house. So I'm extremely thankful for the first responders. And, And right now we've got it. It's a, it's miles away, but if it, uh, tends to pick up or the winds pick up, you know, there's never a point in California when you live in the mountains and you live in the hills like we do that it's uh, not dangerous. So you just always got to be vigilant. Right on. I, I It always strikes me as weird. California is such a, I love it so much. It's such a beautiful place. As an East Coast guy, I love going out there. But it's also like it's got to be like one 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 hand on the, you know, on your on yourself and one hand on like, you know, something to hold on to because it's like what what next? Yeah, I mean, where we live, I'm um, in a little valley, so if fire comes here, it's not a good thing. It can really just rush through real quickly, uh, and then, of course, you know, earthquakes, etc. But I'm born and raised in Cali, um, so that's where I'm at, you know. I'm born and raised here. Of course, there to stay. <laughs> most people, yeah. Most people who are born there do tend to be like, they put roots down, they don't go. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a there's a lot of people actually leaving this state because of taxes and everything that's going on. Uh, this, you know, at downtown LA is completely going to shit. So we're just going to see what's going to happen. I mean, I live out of the city. I live about two hours outside of the city. I didn't really want to raise my kids uh, in the city, even though I'm from the city. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just uh, just keep watching. You know, we have we have a terrible fucking governor. So, um, the sooner he gets out of office, the better. Nice. Uh, yeah, all politicians need to step up their game in 2020. It's a shit show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead, you. 
No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, you know, it's like we're, we're depending on leaders to lead. And I don't see a lot of leaders out there. And they're not about parties, just no leaders, you know? Yeah, there you go. There you go. I mean, um, I'm not terribly political. I just think whatever's best for the people is the best. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely watching California go downhill. Uh, I mean, you, there's you, you can't even go downtown L.A. right now. It's, you know, I think we've got something like... You know, and it's horrendous. We've got, you know, probably 45, 50, 60,000 homeless now. Um, just something needs to be done to help these people um, get off the streets and help them out. And it's just it's not being done. And it's a terrible it's a terrible crime, really, on humanity. Uh, you know, I was someone that early on in my life, um, you know, was was in and out of staying with friends, uh, did sleep under uh, bridges for a few days and steal food from a and pm and you know it's just i i know what that life can be like on uh, only on a surface level so i can't imagine your whole entire life being being homeless uh but you know we need to come do something in this state uh and in the world in general like people need to be helped and i don't know i just think the lack of humanity in california right now is, is this the only thing that's getting to me for sure Mm. I appreciate you speaking on this. And actually, you have done that your whole career, actually, which I really like. I, I always say that you judge a, a society by how you help its most helpless people. And uh, we're failing. This is true. This is true. And, you know, look, I'm a Freemason. I do a lot of uh, charity work. Uh, it's why I got into masonry. And so the human condition is something that we all think about. And I, I always judge a, a person by if they reach their hand down and help someone out. And I'm just, uh, you know, I'm looking around now going, okay, what's going on? Like they can't get together. Uh, you know, they can't get together a team of people to come in and to actually talk to every single person that's downtown and go, okay, look, you've got mental problems. We're going to help you here. Uh, you obviously just, just fell into this and you know, you're new on the streets. Uh, you're obviously psychologically well, uh, come over here, stay over here. Let's get you cleaned up. Let's put you through job training. I mean, there just needs to be something done. Uh, and it's not just California, really. It's, it's all over the United States. So, you know, and now with this pandemic, you're seeing a lot of people, a lot of evictions, um, a lot of people getting kicked out of their apartments, out of their homes that was supposed to stop, but it's still going. So I don't know, man. Um, eventually, the people will rise, which is exactly what's happening now in the streets is people have just been rising up and either they're protesting, you know, police brutality or uh you know, or, or the condition where they're living. But this is eventually what happens is people rise up against government when government is actually put in place by us, by the people, for the people. And it seems a lot more that it's for the politician rather than for the people lately. Um, you have a lot of these career politicians getting rich uh, on the on the backs of the people, on the backs of the working class. I come from a very hard working class family, very blue collar. I was on the job site with my stepfather construction, like at a very early age. I know what it's like to get up when the sun comes up and go to bed when it gets dark. And I just, uh, I just, I just hope humanity comes around right now. You know, it's, uh, it's a terrible shame. Some of the stuff that I'm seeing right on. I'm all about the term limits. We need term limits badly. Um, Right. Not good. But on the plus side, let's talk about some positivity in our life. I'm very thankful in 2020 for new music. Any band, I, I respect anybody that made a business choice to not put their record out or push it back. But I'm very thankful that it seems like all the, at least the metal majors, air quotes, 
are are sticking true. They've been able to put their products out, put their records out. Napalm, I think, has done a very nice job promoting dealing with Demons One. Um, we started hearing about it like a year ago, so now it's like it's almost here. I'm really excited personally. Yeah, they're they're a great they're a great partner. Um, I mean, Thomas himself, you know, comes out here and goes surfing with me and brings his family, you know, brings his wife and uh, him him his wife and my wife are friends and 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 he's a good business partner and and they know what they're doing over there. Um, Early on, of course, Devil Driver was a, a, a early flagship for them as they lo- were launching their label, and I'm I'm proud to still be with them. They're a great business partner. They they listen. Uh, you know, when someone comes to you and says, "Look, I want to make a double record. I've never done it in my career. I want to stagger the release. I want to stay on tour for, you know, I want to do the world twice, stay on tour for three years, and then take a break after that." And they they really listened to me. They were like, "Okay, cool. What do you want to do?" You know, and a lot of the times uh, that can be difficult for a label because you're saying, look, I want to do double the contract basically right now. Uh, and they will uh, wait a minute. Hold on. We got to see if the first record comes and then we can do a second one. But they did not do that. They said, look, you know, we know you guys have got 30, 35, 40 songs and you guys are going to narrow it down. You're going to make two great records. So, yeah, we're in. And uh, yeah, I'm very thankful for that relationship at this point right now. Nice. It's it's a great vote of confidence that they trusted your vision also, and they not, you, you not only that. I think not only that. I think the internals that they tend to hire really do care. Um, we're on the phone with all of them, you know, the press people and everybody, all, you know, all the time. And there's just a um, a genuine caring going on there. Uh, and I and I saw it actually as we fled from wildfires in 2019, and then my wife went through two cancer surgeries at once, uh, and I had to pull down a bunch of touring and stuff. And I watched them call and send flowers and check in on us. And it wasn't business as usual, which I've experienced with other labels. So yeah, I'm just I'm very proud to have a partner at this point. That that uh, listens and we work very well together. Word. I love hearing that. There's very few, there's like, it's been such a weird, you know, you've had a very long career and it has not always been the case. And, uh, you know, it's good to have partners that you trust. True that, man. I'm Italian. You have to trust your partner. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And you already made the record trust no one. So, you know, you got to trust someone if you can't trust anyone someday. Yeah, Eventually. Yeah. There you go. Eventually. <laughs> Punts. Puns, I've got them. Anyway, so yeah, dealing with demons, man. What a what a terrific record. I, I actually bumped into you and Anastasia a year ago at uh, a little more than a year ago, right before everything happened with you guys at Starland Ballroom in Jersey. And I interviewed Neil that day, and you know, obviously couldn't say too much, but he was like, "You guys don't know what's coming. It's different. It's really different, but it's it's great." And he was really high on it. And I got to say, everything he said was right. It's different, but it's great. You know, it's uh, it's got a lot of new flavors. Thank you. I think, you know, look, it's rare uh, that a band, when they're around as long as we have been, um, when the front man comes to you and says, don't pay attention to the brand, don't pay attention to anything we've done before, don't pay attention to what the label wants, and don't pay attention to what the buying public would want. Don't. If you just met me today, used all of your influences, no matter what they are, and I met you and I used all of my influences, all of my vocals, uh, everything that I have that's different that I haven't used in Devil Driver World, what kind of music would we make? That's how we came up with Dealing With Demons. And that's when I started getting the music, I knew it was on a different level completely because I had kind of set them free. There are a lot of bands, man, if they're around 10, 20 years, 
you know, their new single sounds like something they could have released 10 years ago. And I know why they do that. They do that to save the brand. They do that to do what the brand does. And they got to think about Coca-Cola. You know, when you do Coca-Cola vanilla, you know, nobody bought that shit. It was off the shelves, <laughs> you know. And then so so they're afraid really to change the brand. I, I never have been only because Devil Driver has a, a signature sound. But our records have never been the same. I mean, Pray for Villains is very different than The Fury of Our Maker's Hand. I mean, The Last Kind Words is very, very different from Beast. So we've always kind of moved the direction. And I think on the plus side as well, I've only had one major lineup change in almost 21, 22 years. So that tends to be uh, something that works in our favor as well. And look, I just kind of, I, I say, took the shackles off. I just really took the shackles off my musicians and said, you guys go ahead and just write the music that you feel we should be writing in this day and age. And uh, when I started getting the songs, I knew we had something something special, for sure. Nice. And then did that music then influence you? I know uh, I, I was reading in some of the press notes that some of these songs were a little more personal this time around. And uh, I didn't know if that was first, which was the chicken or the egg, the lyrics or the musical changes. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that, first of all, music has always been very personal to me. But... It's been an instance where if you've ever interviewed me before and you say, hey, what's this song about? I rarely tell you because if you think it's, you know, if it got through you a hard time and, you know, Des, this song got me through a hard time in life and you think it's about a sunny day, I don't want to tell you it's about a rainy day because it's just going to change your whole view of what got what got you through. So this one is different. Dealing with demons is actually just what it says. Dealing with demons. I'm dealing with my own demons. I'm dealing with society's demons. So, you know, for instance, the first track, Keep Away From Me, uh, that we put out, which actually stayed number 10, or I mean, excuse me, number one, 10 weeks in a row on the metal charts, which is actually album driven. And we stayed up there at number one spot with a single was incredible. We kept a lot of other bands at bay from even getting a number one because of that. Um, that song is very, very personal to me. And to share with people and say, listen, uh, I'm a musician. I travel the world. I do meet and greets. I go on stage in front of sometimes 100,000 people, you know, overseas at festivals. And I'm terribly agoraphobic. I'm socially awkward to the point of, you know, more than four and five people around me. I just narf out and I leave. Um, I've always been that since I was a kid. So let's share the most personal things that I possibly can. So my number one demon would be that, you know, that if you call me to go to your Grammy Awards party, like I'm not going, I may tell you I'm coming, but five minutes beforehand, I'm definitely going to call you and go, uh, my car's not starting, you know, which is not true. I'm sitting up in my room in pajamas going, I'm done. I'm not coming. So it's a, it's a different, it's a different uh, thing with me right now. I want to get very personal. I mean, and then Iona is the second uh, single that we released. And that's kind of exploring, you know, the demon, the social demon of not my own demon, but the social demon of why are we addicted to, you know, murder porn TV? Why do we rush home after work uh, to get home to watch CSI? Like, why? Why? When I say to someone that says you're a horror fan, I go, yeah, what's your favorite movie? And they say, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Halloween with Michael Myers. And I say to them, well, they plainly, you know, they kill 10 women. They skin women they're killing women with knives these are your favorite movies like we need to check ourselves we need to take a look at that we need to you know you need to take a look at that you know um and so these are talking points every single song is a talking point and it's a demon that i either i think is uh, the ills of society or my own and i really want this to open each song i want to open dialogue with people about that 
you know? So, so if you are like living with someone and like they're, you know, they've watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre four times a week, like you may want to move out. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're very desensitized about weird things. And then, you know, like we're, we're upset about women's bodies or nipples or things. No, like you know, look, you can't, murder I, and, I, I can't know, go and watch yeah. porn. I got to go. I mean, obviously you watch it at home now, right? You don't got to go to theaters, right? But back in the day, it's like, it's triple X. You got to go to a triple X theater to see someone fucking, which is natural, which is exactly what we all do as humans. But I can pay, you know, 10 bucks, 17 bucks, whatever it is to go in and watch like a fucking massacre and 12 women get skinned and run for their life. And it's just, uh, it befuddles me, right? It, it, it really does. And I've been kind of talking about uh, society's ills for so long and humanity's ills for so long that I feel a need to grow lyrically. So this is why I'm doing Dealing with Demons 1 and 2. So I can kind of, after all this, I can move on lyrically. And I already know where I'm going because I've been writing and so is the band. We've been writing. Um, and it's going to be very interesting. And it's almost like freedom for me now. Um, and, and I think it's interesting for people that have... Uh, followed me for a long time to actually you know hear what a song is about because i have i've just that's not been the case over my career i back that it's true i've definitely gone down that road and you were like yeah what does it mean to you and i love that actually but um i appreciate i appreciate these changes and i'm sure they just come with experience and life experience and you know 25 years of doing this and more plus you know it is man i mean look we uh you know i did an interview this morning and you know, they asked me about Nest of Vipers, which is another single we released. And, you know, we're doing things really different, man. I'm, I'm doing a five-month lead-up, almost a five-month lead-up. I'm releasing five uh, singles, which, you know, you only really release two singles and then you release a record. We're doing things really different this time. And someone said, you know, talk to me about Nest of Vipers. And I said, oh, it's about uh, loyalty and how it can be bought and sold uh, in, in professional life, in, in business life with men and women, you know, money can buy loyalty. And, you know, I try to stay away from people like that and everybody else should as well. So the talking points uh, with these songs are meant to actually have you guys have communication between each other and talk about it with each other. Like, you know, man, Des says loyalty can be bought and somebody is obviously going to stand up and go, oh, yeah, I got, I got someone like that in my life, you know, and you just got to watch out for people like that. Got to stay away from them. Right on. When the shit goes down, you know who's in your corner. You know. Yeah, and you, um, don't want, you don't want them in your in your corner because you got a fat sack of money. You want them in your corner because they actually have love for you and they actually have respect for you. Um, and like I said, I'm Italian, man. So familia is a huge thing with me. Um, and it's it, it is not about uh, loyalty being bought by money. Indeed, indeed. I, I want to pivot for a second and talk about uh, your vocals and singing in general on this album is fantastic. Uh, I know you're always striving to improve. Uh, obviously, certain tracks stand out, like keep the lead track, Keep Away From Me, is very moody, and when it kicks in, it's brutal. I love Wishing. The vocals on Wishing are unbelievably great. Um, obviously, you have Simon with you on Give Me A Reason To Drink and Witches. This is a really very layered vocal performance by you in general. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I mean, to, to go to wishing, uh, there was a comment I made in early 2000 that there would never be any clean singing in Devil Driver. You know, I did a lot of that in Cold Chamber. Um, and I just, like, like with that song in particular, I tried to lay it heavy. I tried to lay it screamy. I tried to lay it, you know, I tried to layer it low and it wasn't working until I, until I came in. I told my producer, look, just push record. Let me do what I do. I mean, I come from a goth punk rock background. I only found metal because I found Motorhead and I thought they were actually a punk band. 
So I used uh, like a Bauhaus Sisters of Mercy type feel on that, on those verses. And I guess when I made that statement in 2000, what I was actually saying is I don't want to hear clean vocals on choruses. I don't want to hear metalcore vocals on choruses uh, just so you can get to the radio. Like it's an obvious sellout for a metal band. Um, I've never been into like the heavy, heavy verse and then the real clean singing on choruses. I always thought it was almost anti-metal. Now you've got a lot of symphonic bands uh, that do that thing. And I just, you know, I see them come off stage after like an hour. They're not even sweating. And it's just, it's not visceral. It's not volatile. It's not violent, which is why I slipped over from punk rock and even goth into metal is to, to have that feel. So yeah, wishing in particular needed that vocal. And it's, it's really crazy, man. A lot of people are, they'll either call me and go, Hey, who's singing with you? <laughs> and I'm like, right. and I'm like, dude, it's me. Like, maybe you never heard like the three records I did before Colt. Ch- I mean, before devil driver and Cold chamber, but like mm-hmm. I, I sang a lot. I used a lot. And my voice was very young at that point too. So, um, it's, it was not only fun, but it was freeing. And it's exactly what I said to my guys when I said, look, strip it all away. Don't think about the brand, which is exactly what I did with Wishing. I used whatever the song needed. I used it. And um, and that song came out fantastic. That's actually the next single coming. Uh, and I believe that's coming uh, on the like the 25th of this month or something like that. So it's oh. going to be so we're filming the video this week. That's amazing. That's my favorite song on the record, actually, to be honest with you. So I'm really glad uh, for just in general, the whole thing. So I'm really glad that's going to get some love as a single. Thanks. I appreciate it. I mean, and the chorus is so heavy. It's it's heavy, man. It's like and I wanted it to be that way where it's like, you know, well, Taz, we'd like to run to the radio with this. But look, the chorus is so heavy. I'm like, yeah, oh, well. You know, that's that's what the song is. Whatever's best for the song is best for the song. But yeah, we're filming the video this week and uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we're going to try to get the band in it. Um, I, I don't know how that's going to work out. And I've, I've actually like now come to the to the point now where when I look at videos uh, and I'm watching bands, and you, you plainly know they spent seven, eight hours in front of the camera banging their head and throwing their guitar around, you know, to look badass for the song. It's like it almost looks like Millie Vanilli to me. So now these tracks that we've been doing and these videos we've been doing, the three tracks that we've released have been like little mini art movies, little mini art pieces to go along with the song. It's not just the band, you know, jamming with fire and whatever. So it's interesting the way that I'm thinking now about videos. And um, it's almost tool s which back in the day you know they were rarely in their own videos and i kind of think that's the way that's the way i'm going now uh that if we if we are in the videos it's going to be in a storytelling form not like hey look at this badass production and you know look at look at how we bang our head you know it's uh, that to me is becoming i don't know it's almost becoming funny to me you know, I, 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 I actually a video came on this morning from the band. And I was like, it's hilarious. Like, I know they spent 10 hours banging their head to get that just right look. And but they're not telling any story. It's just there's the band. There's the video. So, yeah, I'm moving in a different direction with videos as well. And I'm glad that you like wishing. Thanks for the compliment. Yeah, man, I dig it. I, I, I will just jump in and segue back for one quick second and say it's kind of funny as successful as you were with Cold Chamber, how people have slept on the, you know, the Cold Chamber material. and you just went out on tour and played some of those songs with you know with devil driver and they still kind of sleep on the you know the job you did in that band is weird 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is with that, it's like that band still sells, still does its thing. It's a, it's a, it's an underground thing still, uh, which is which is fantastic uh, for me. I, I love it. Um, I I split because obviously we you know we weren't getting along at the time, and you know I wanted to go my own separate ways. But I don't think they people understood that like in that band I mostly sang, so or I mostly used clean vocals. So it was just really interesting to see if it could even fit with a devil driver tune. Um, and then when I got done, my, my producer looked at me, he's like, dude, this is like, this sounds like sisters of mercy. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's like sisters and Bauhaus. It's, you know, it's like my favorite bands. I mean, I, I made a joke the other day and I've been saying in interviews lately, it's like someone said, what's your favorite metal band? And I said, Bauhaus, you know, and the guy started laughing, <laughs> guy started laughing at me, but I was like, no, right. seriously. I was like, no, seriously, they're, they're heavy as fuck. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm just, this is a point in my career. I think I, we use all the influences we possibly can. We try to come up with great art. We want people to love it, obviously. But if these were my last two records uh, in my career, I could stand by them and I could walk away proudly. And I think that is, uh, that's where I was coming from with every record. But this is specifically where I was coming from with this one because you know I don't know what the future holds. And after what I've been through, uh, with my family, uh, and, you know, and, and now being home for almost a year, the longest I've ever been home. Uh, you know, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if I'm going to make more records. I don't know if I'm going to tour. I don't know where I'm going to be at, you know? So it's like, put your best foot forward now, give them everything they can give them and get extremely personal. I mean, like I said, when, when, you know, I tour for a living and I'm telling you that, you know, I'm so agoraphobic, uh, agoraphobic that it's like, Sometimes doing meet and greets is a difficult thing, right? But I think that's the kind of thing that you share with people that have been behind me for, I mean, I don't even know, you know, since 95, right? So, yeah, I just thought it was time to get extremely personal. Nice, man. I appreciate that candor and you sharing that, that honesty. You know, it can't be easy. I appreciate it. Um, you know, as we wind this down, I want to give you back your day. Uh, I just want to kind of end on talking about a thing I'm fascinated about, which is your business stuff, your Oracle. Um, I, me- I remember interviewing Raven Black, and they raved about the management uh, you and your wife are doing with them. And, uh, you know, I'm really fascinated how hard you grind and hustle this I- into your career, and you continue to, like, develop new arms of business, you know, at this stage. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, I, I suffer from ADD, ADHD. I, I sleep four hours a night. Uh, and what am I going to do when I'm home? Right. And then it was like, I'm sober. So what am I going to do on a tour bus? You know, there's, there's 16 hours a day to kill. And, uh, I'm a businessman. I'm somebody who loves to start businesses and watch it go. So even devil driver was kind of a mission of mine. Like, Hey, I'm just going to try to start something new. Let's see if it happens. So yeah, there's a lot of things we're doing. Uh, Oracle management has been absolutely incredible. I mean, my wife is a CEO. She also manages devil driver. Uh, my middle son, Caleb manages several bands as my assistant and everything, but we've got some amazing, uh, bands that we manage. I mean, we handle cradle of filth and ginger and, uh, 69 eyes and Wednesday 13. And, you know, I've got a bunch of bands coming. Once human is coming, who is Logan, from Machine Head, uh, Sumo Psycho is getting ready to come with a record. Um, we just signed a girl named Josie Pace uh, uh, out of Michigan, out of Detroit. She's incredible, uh, alternative artist. Um, and the thing is, is I wanted to be what other managers weren't. 
So in my career, I've had a fair amount of managers. I've only had what I consider two to be good. And that would be Sharon Osborne and another guy named Steve Davis, who was an early mentor of mine. Uh, he's still a manager. He's still in the game now. And he's got uh, a bunch of bands. I actually, I'm, I'm the one that gave him ministry years ago because uh, I was good friends with Al. But, you know, I wake up at 5 a.m. I'm in the office at 530. I'm available till midnight and I'm back at it again. So with that kind of work ethic, you can build a band, you can build someone's career, you can be there for them personally. Um, and then we're getting ready to release Oracle Records. I've just uh, inked the deal with Amped, uh, with Dean over at Amped. He's the president at Amped. They're a huge distribution company. You know, there's basically The Orchard and Amped, and we went with Amped. And uh, we signed our first two bands last week. Uh, which is uh, Broken Jaw out of the UK and Eight Calacas, which is out of uh, California here. And, you know, it's incredible to say, okay, we're going to get this thing off the ground and I'm going to, I'm going to push this um, and I'm going to push these bands because it took me a long time to actually have something come across my desk where I wanted to work with it. So after 300 demos, uh, when I got Broken Jaw, who's from the UK, I was like, this is insane. This is like punk rock meets metal. Uh, it's so different. It's it's so not trying to be anything other than what it is. So we signed them. And um, we've also got Sun Cult, uh, which is a kind of skate, surf, lifestyle brand that just started with me and my family on the beach. Uh, wound up to be one T-shirt and a surfboard. Now ends up to be, you know, a, a, a complete line. Of, of snowboards, surfboards, skateboards, etc. cetera. Uh, Randy from Lamb of God, who's a good friend, was over at the house uh, surfing with me, staying here for a while. He ended up wearing the shirt, ended up uh, you know, riding the boards. We ended up bringing him in on the company just because he's a, a great family friend. I mean, you know, we actually have towels upstairs with ours on them, so when he comes here, he feels like he's at home, you know? And so it's, it's more interesting for me to start a business from scratch and see if I can succeed or not. And of course, failure is always there, uh, always in your face. So you try to sidestep it and see what you can do. But I think the interesting thing with me is building businesses and, and watching them happen. I can tell you Oracle Records is going to be massive. I've got uh, plenty of backers behind that. I've got, like I said, I've got a partnership with AMP that's going to be incredible. Um, Sun Cult right now has been, we just formed a partnership with a guy named John Putnam. He's massive. And he's been, uh, uh, along with a, a girl named Vicky Fish, she's actually been shopping us to like Zoomies, Tillies, Pakistan, et cetera. That looks like that thing is going to go. So it's interesting, right? I think if you fall in love with what you do, if you work extremely hard, if you believe in it, you're going to get it done. If you don't work hard, if you don't believe in it, and if you slack off at all, and it doesn't matter what you're doing, you're going to lose. Um, and I'm just not that kind of guy. I've got plenty of hours in the day. And, and uh, like I said, I'm addicted to businesses and I'm addicted to watching them succeed. And uh, I, I'm addicted to having my bands underneath my wing that I manage succeed. So when we, when we launch the next Cradle of Filth record, like I'm telling you, it's going to be their biggest record of their career, period. Uh, you know, when, when Ginger comes out, it's going to be huge. Uh, they got a, a live record coming now. I'm real proud of that band. No one knew really who they were at all in the United States. We brought them here on our own dime, uh, brought them here with our own credit card, like rented the buses and everything, you know, and because we believed in them. And now they're becoming just, you know, they're becoming a big, big band. So, you know, part and parcel, it's the musician, but it's also the team behind them. 
And I'm just proud to say, too, that everybody that we work with is, 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 is like family. It's not a situation where it's like, you know, an artist will call me and be like, oh, this guy's calling again. Like, I like to get on the phone with them. I like to hear what they're doing. I like to hear how life is treating them, how it's mistreating them, what we can do in the future, what they've done in the past that's not worked. Um, and I just wanted to be a manager that was, uh, you know, look, I read a lot. OK, so Nietzsche, Machiavelli, I could just go on and on. But Machiavelli says availability. That's the huge thing, availability. And that's who I am in my businesses for everybody. Not only, uh, not only Devil Driver, I'm available for my guys, but Oracle Records, Oracle Management, availability, I'm available, I'm here, call me. You know. Um, so it, it's been interesting. It's been very interesting. Awesome, man. Wise words. Thank you so much for sharing, Des. It's always a pleasure and an honor to chat with you, man. Congrats on this album. Be safe out there. Keep yourself safe. Congrats on the businesses. And I'm sure I'll see you down the road, hopefully at a show. If we yeah, get it I, back. Will. I will, brother. Good talking to you. And thanks for the compliments. I appreciate it. And I hope everybody stays safe out there and we all come out of this and get back going to shows. You know, it's what we all want to do. I mean, like I said, man, I've been home. I've been home over a year. It's the longest I've been home and. 20, 27, 28 years. So I'm starting to go a little, a little crazy. Um, but it's okay. I mean, I, I can't clean my closet out anymore. I can't uh, clean the house anymore. I can't, you know what I mean? It's starting to get yeah. to the point where like, come on, let's get back to it. So hopefully we will all swing around and swing through this. And anybody who's listening, you know, I hope your I hope your life is doing well. And, uh, if not take the steps to make it so. Indeed. Thanks for hanging with ghost cult, man. Take care, brother. Peace, man. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also, check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultman.com. We're out. Peace.